back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome back into the Daily Nebraskan Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ben, Anthony, and Marissa still here with you. This segment we're going to be touching on Husker baseball and softball. We can kind of touch on baseball first. Baseball kind of had a rough week. Again, Nebraska had a great opening win against Baylor. That was on th- Friday. Friday. Friday, yep. yep. Friday. Beat them 4-1, to one, pulled away late in that game. But then on Saturday and Sunday, Nebraska lost to number 21, Texas Tech, 6-3, to three, and then lost a heartbreaker to Oklahoma, 7-6. to six. Anthony, can you kind of touch on... I kind of want to first touch on the Oklahoma game. We could touch on mm-hmm. Texas Tech a little bit later, but that Oklahoma game, that one was the heartbreaker. I mean, yeah, both of them were rough. Ninth inning losses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Oklahoma game was a game that Nebraska really should have won. They were two outs away, or they were not two outs away. They were one out away yeah. from ending it there, ending it with a one-run lead, giving up two runs at the end of the bottom of the ninth inning, losing in walk-off fashion. Very unfortunate there. Just a tough way to go out, especially in the Shriners College Showdown at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. You know, this big, grand MLB stadium. Mm-hmm. Losing two very heartbreaking games. But overall on the weekend, I'm not too worried about Nebraska going forward. They, the, the main problem with them, obviously, when you look at just these late-ending collapses, has been has been the bullpen so far. The starters have done all right. It's just the guys in the bullpen who's coming in after that. Some of the guys have struggled there. But the rest of the team, I think, has done very well, a lot better than they started last year. Last year, they started 0-4 or like 0-3-1 to San Diego, a team that really didn't have the year that Nebraska thought they were going to have when scheduling them. They had a very, very mediocre year, and the losses just looked very bad come NCAA tournament time, mm-hmm. which is why part of the reason why they didn't make the tournament last year or make a regional because of their struggles in midweek play and non-conference play, stuff like that. But overall, I think this team, yes, those two losses sting, but I think they'll be able to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, for Oscar fans, though, Nebraska kind of stuck in this moment because those were just like after a great win against Baylor. I, wanna, I, mean, I don't know if I'm... Maybe overblowing that one. After a pretty solid win against Baylor, you have a chance to beat Texas Tech, a ranked team, aren't able to quite get that done. Okay, Texas Tech is a really good team. Not that big of a deal. The Oklahoma one, that was the one that stung for me because they just, like you said, they just should have won that game. I kind of want to get, like, do you feel like the pitching... Do you think the pitching struggles is just because the talent's not there or is it because it's early season and as they get, you know, middle of the season, towards the end of the season, that Nebraska's pitching should be fine? Or do you think it's a talent thing? I think it's definitely an early season issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. pitching remained a struggle throughout all of last year for Nebraska. They assessed that by bringing in Rob Childress as a pitching coach. They also brought in a lot of new arms. I know Avery Peck did a, a... article for the DN going over the seven freshman pitchers on Nebraska's roster. Yeah. One of them, Tucker Timmerman, has 
had played a lot so far. He's played in two appearances. He's looked great. He got the win against Baylor. So he's been a very nice arm already, freshman out of Beatrice. But yeah, it was just, it's early on. And a lot of these guys aren't quite where they're at right now. They're not obviously in midseason form yet. Yeah. I know Drew Christo is a guy that Nebraska has high hopes for going into this year to eventually be one of these guys that is a starter on these weekend games and these weekend series. He struggled in relief against Oklahoma, played, uh, pitched two innings, allowed two runs. Kyle Perry was another guy who has struggled, and he's, I think, a six-year guy now. He's been at Nebraska for a, for a while. But, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of new, there's a lot of turnaround Obviously, without Emmett Olsen, Jace Kaminska, and then Shea Shanneman, who was by far their best reliever all of last year, he graduated. So it will definitely take a while for these guys to find their footing, but I expect it to happen. So I kind of want to now move into the hitting. Nebraska only had seven hits against Oklahoma, but held the weed late until a collapse. Um, what have kind of been your first impressions of Nebraska's hitting so far to start the season? Yeah, against Baylor, it was quite. A, it was a little bit of a struggle early on. The first mm-hmm. six innings, they were held hitless. Then they were able to get some towards the end. Obviously, broke free, won the game. But yeah, I think again, a lot of this has came from new guys. Uh, Joshua Overbeek, the uh, JUCO transfer who's now starting at third base, he had a great week. Great, great weekend. He's batting. Um, He's batting 417 on the season so far in those three games. Two RBIs, five hits. Riley Silva is another guy, another transfer, uh, batting 364. He's got four hits. He's doing it on the bases, too. He's using his speed. He stole two bases this past weekend. And then you have guys like Garrett Anglum, who I think is really an X factor for Nebraska this year. He was a guy at this time last year, may have been the best hitter on the team. And that's saying something when you have guys like Max Anderson and Bryce Matthews. But then injuries really kind of derailed his year. He was never able to get quite back to where he was at the start of the year when he was back in the lineup towards the end of the year. But his first at-bat of the season against Baylor, it's a pinch hit home run. And he really just kept that going forward this for, for the rest of this week. Had a solid game. So, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of new faces, but also a lot of returning guys that I think could really be one of the better hitting teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, that Nebraska fans are going to have to hold on to that hope. But coming up, Nebraska has four games against the Grand Canyon. I, 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 I'm not reading that wrong. Four? Yeah. Wow. Nebraska will know Grand Canyon by then. And then they play <laughs> College of Charleston four games in a row. Yeah, beginning of the season scheduling, I don't really like that they just play the same team over and over and over. I, I, I'm okay with, like, you know, back-to-back, like, playing the same team twice mm-hmm. in a row, but, like, four. Yeah, it, it, it's so tough just because of, like, being a Big Ten team. Obviously, on days like today, you can play a baseball game outside, but yeah, last Friday, you cannot. Like, so it's yeah. hard to schedule games. Obviously, they won't, they won't play their first Big Ten game till March 8th against South Alabama, which three-game series there. But, yeah, Grand Canyon is a team that is 3-0 and on the year. They've beat Georgetown, USC, and BYU this first week. Playing Ohio State tomorrow, just a standalone matchup. Again, very weird yeah. how you play four games against Nebraska, but only one against Ohio State. I don't get scheduling. But yeah, it would, it would, it's going to be a very intriguing series. I, 
I don't think Nebraska is going to win all four of these games, but I would expect them to win at least two, maybe even three. It should be a very competitive, competitive weekend. Yeah, all those games are going to be on ESPN Plus, so that's kind of interesting, in my opinion. Foil baseball mm-hmm. is kind of, for I feel like they've kind of been the main people that are going to be covering. Like, they they're usually the ones that cover all the beginning of the game. So it's kind of interesting to me that ESPN Plus is doing the games for Grand Canyon. But with that, let's kind of flip over to the softball side of things. Nebraska, unlike their men's counterpart, softball, after losing their first two games against ranked opponents, number seven Washington and number eleven Duke. Nebraska has won six out of their last seven. And their only loss was in a shutout when they were shut out by New Mexico State 3-0. to So they've won six out of their last seven. Nebraska's really bounced back since the Jordy Ball injury. Like I said, I mean, those first two games, those are, they're just, those are such hard games to start the season with. Two-ranked opponents. Nebraska's really gone back on its feet. And this is why everyone was so excited. Forget, like... Jordy Ball, yes, was a huge part of that. But the big reason that this team was so hyped this year was, A, yes, Jordy Ball. But Nebraska's returning a lot of talent this year. Nebraska's, like, hitting lineup. The only peop- the only person that left, really, from the hitting lineup is was Maya Felder, who was a senior graduating. Courtney Wallace was in, the, was in the lineup a little bit. But, like, other than that, Nebraska is kind of holding the same team as last year. And the team last year made a run at the Big Ten title. Like, this is a good Nebraska team. They were ranked not just because Jordy Ball was on the team. It's because Nebraska's got a solid team from top to bottom. I think depth is going to be an issue this season. Not only pitching, but all crossed because Nebraska's been, they've been hit with the injury bug. It's been really unfortunate for softball. But I, I've been, I think I've, I've been pretty pleased with how Nebraska started. I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts. What have you guys liked from the softball team so far? Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised. It's probably not the right wording, but um, it is, I guess, good to see like how the softball team has bounced back, especially for Jordy Ball. But of course, like one player doesn't make the team. And like you were saying, they mm-hmm. have like a very similar team than what they've had. And, and of course, they've been successful. But um, I think something else that I thought was interesting that on Sunday was their um fourth straight game and they came back uh and they came back from behind and all of those four mm-hmm. wins um and i think that just kind of shows like the resilience and both like you know metaphorically like season wise like yeah we're, we're down our best pitcher but but we're still gonna um come back from that and then also like in the game there they all they obviously already have that team dynamic and, and team synergy that can kind of boost them um, to to win. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Yeah, really all what Marissa said. It was really cool seeing this team being able to just, you know, fight this adversity that they might have dug themselves into those holes, but they were able to get themselves out of it. And along with, um, obviously, just the hitting, the pitching, I thought was uh, very good down the stretch. Two freshmen, Emerson Cope and Caitlin Olenski, Obviously, really now have to step up even more with the absence of ball. And I thought, I think they've been very well so far. Kind of had their struggles the first weekend, but I think it was, they were very good this, uh, this past weekend. Yeah. Pitching was kind of something that I wasn't really caring as much about, you know, wins or losses at the beginning of the season. Like mm-hmm. it's early season. Yes. Nebraska wants to win them, but like 
I kind of try to look at it more like with the Jordy Ball injury, what is what's Ravel's plan now with pitching? Because it seems like for the longest time, Ravel has always had a star pitcher or two star pitchers. You know, Courtney mm-hmm. Wallace, Jordy Ball this year. You can go back further. This year with no Jordy Ball, there's not really a star caliber pitcher on the team. So I was kind of interested because in the past, Ravel's really had a 1A and a 1B. Last year was Courtney Wallace, and then Sarah, uh, Sarah Harness was kind of the uh, 1B to that. This year, Kaylin Kinney, who coming off injury from last year into this game, she's got she's already pitched in five games. She's three and two. I'm kind of I'm I'm intrigued that she's gotten the majority of the work because outside of that, she's had five games. Everyone else, Emerson Cope, she has the one win. Kaylin has the one win, and then Sarah Harness has one. Like they've all only really gotten like credited for one actual like start for the win or loss. So and Kaylin Ken- and Kaylin Kinney has had five. So I'm kind of intrigued. Is Kinney going to be the quote unquote like top pitcher for Nebraska? Or do you guys think it's gonna be more of like she's just gonna be rotating names, seeing what works, what doesn't? I feel like um kind of in the beginning I, I could see her rotating a little bit to just figure figure some things out. Um, I mean, I can't imagine the pressure like that the two like freshmen are feeling. Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they probably did not expect to, no. <laughs> you know, be be starting to starting pitching um, this early in the season or at all. Um, so, I think just getting reps for them is going to be key, and just getting them into those higher pressure games and um, stuff like that. But also, you know, allowing everyone to kind of shine and and then eventually figure out who. Could be their starting pitcher. Anthony, what do you think about the pitching for softball? Yeah, I think the same. Right now, early season, kind of just getting a feel for things, seeing who's really doing, who does well, who, you know, who can carry the load that ball yeah. was going to do this year. But, I mean, obviously, Kaylin, Kaylin Kinney injured last year early in the mm-hmm. season, but she was looking great so far. So far that year, she had an ERA of 0.84. Small sample size. Small sample size, yes. Mm -hmm. Very small sample size. But, I mean, she's already eclipsed her innings pitch output from last year, this year. But I think that shows that, I mean, she's been with the program for four years now pitching. And she looks at right, as of right now, she looks like she's healthy from the injury. She's able to, you know, be the pitcher for most of these games. So I think right now you're just going to have her kind of be out, have it set the pace, set the tone. And if somebody like Emerson Cope or Kaylin Orlinsky, one of the freshmen, or Sarah Harness even, if they start to uh, pick it up a bit, kind of come into their own, start improving, I could definitely see some changes being there. I'm kind of surprised by how much run Kenny's already getting to start the mm-hmm. year. I thought Harness would get a lot more work. Just because Harness was such a big part of the team last year. Like, when Kenny went down, it was kind of like, okay, Harness, you're going to have to really take, like, you're going to have to be the other person. Because Courtney Wallace, wow, however, like, she was awesome. One person can only do so much on the mound. Nebraska needed somebody else. Ravel was really heavily relying on Harness. She was pretty inconsistent last year. She had some really strong games last year. 
But there were some games where she really struggled as well. She was pretty inconsistent. I was kind of thinking, though, with, you know, a whole offseason, early season, Ravel would kind of want to be putting her in more. But she hasn't gotten that much run. She's getting almost as much run as the freshman. So that's kind of interesting to me because Kenny seems, I mean, I know it's really early in the season, but Kenny kind of seems like the main person and everyone else is kind of like just rotating. That's kind of interesting to me. Um, For the bats, though, Nebraska, outside of, you know, they scored seven against Long Beach, 15 against Montana. But Nebraska's hits have been pretty consistent. You know, they've been getting like four to five runs each game. Nebraska's hitting has been pretty solid. You know, to start the year, usually the hits aren't great to start the year. Nebraska in their first two games against the two ranked opponents only had one run. They were outscored 1-14 against Washington and Duke. But Nebraska's really stepped it up after that. What Have, have you guys been impressed with the uh, batting so far for the softball team? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, impressed with it. I mean, eight home runs already in the year. Yeah, Sydney Gray already has three. She had an outstanding weekend. One was she the yeah Big yeah, Ten co uh, player of the week in the Big Ten. Yeah, she had a pair of three run home runs against Sacramento State the other day. And yeah, I yeah. I've been impressed with the bats so far. Obviously, week the first week was a little bit off. They weren't quite there yet, but against the, really good teams. yeah against really good teams, but against teams like Sacramento State, Montana. New Mexico State, they're really able to bounce back in a in a big way. And, of course, you have, have people that have been with this team for a while now. Billy Andrews, Brooke Andrews, Ava Bredwell, all these returners that have shown have shown how good they are in the past, and they've shown flashes of that already this year. Yeah, and I mean, and this is why Husker fans, even though Jordy Ball is out for the year and your slight chances of being a national championship contender are now gone without ball. Nebraska's still a good team. Like, this is still a team that's going to be one of the top 10s in the Big Ten, one of the top teams in the Big Ten, going to try to get to the NCAA tournament. It's going to be, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Even without ball, Nebraska, they sold a lot of season tickets. Some people might be regretting those on the balls out, but this is a fun team to watch. I had a lot of fun covering them last year. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I'm intrigued by both men's, by both baseball and softball. I think they're both going to have pretty solid years. I think they're both kind of kind of be on the bubble to try to get into the tournament. It's going to be interesting what happens moving forward when they get an actual Big Ten play, but that's so far away from now. Nebraska had both teams have so many games until they get in the Big Ten to even start kind of talking about the NCAA tournament. It's very early in the season. But with that, we have to throw it to break. When we come back, we're going to recap the rest of Husker sports, the Olympic sports talk, wrestling, tennis, swim and dive, gymnastics, all that and more is coming up next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.